Hello and welcome to How Day You Love Yourself. I'm Annika. Hi everyone, I'm Kaylee. And this is a podcast where we talk all things self-love, confidence, mm. sustainability, mm. and obsess over books and random things together. And today we are obsessing and reflecting <laughs> on our amazing teenage years, which is kind of a bit funny because we kind of still are somewhat teenagers. Well, I'm not anymore. I've recently turned 20, but I still am. Annika. I still am a teenager, <laughs> but you know what? I'm not wishing it away. I'm grateful, but I actually can't believe we decided to do teenage life. Like, why Why did you, like, why did we decide to bring this all back up? <laughs> I feel like so many people can relate to it though because yeah. it was just the fads that you went through and oh the fashion and the movies that were out and the books I think you know everyone kind of reflects back to when they were like 14 15 16 and everyone just has like the sh- the same shared experience yes so we hope that this will like I guess bring you guys closer to us and who we are mm-hmm. which may then mm-hmm. make everyone a little bit more receptive to what we rant about in our other episodes yes. hopefully it's actually <laughs> kind of crazy now because we're recording this episode as we've kind of just gone live with everything yeah so beforehand yeah. it was like we're just kind of having a conversation and talking between us and we didn't really have like mm-hmm. an audience per se but now there is one and I'm kind of like oh my gosh people are gonna actually like, like listen to this <laughs> like oh my god what are we doing here <laughs> Like, my friends are messaging me, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I love what you talk about in your, you know, self-love episode and stuff. And we probably recorded that maybe a month and a half ago yeah. just because of how things went in terms of setting up the podcast. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I can't even remember some of the things that we spoke about. Yeah. And they're bringing things up, and it's just amazing to to know that they're listening and they're really receptive to what we're talking about and they can actually relate to a few things as well. 100%. So if you are listening to this right now, thank you. Mm-hmm. It makes thank what you, is you. just like a little passion project a little bit more engaging, I guess, and fun yeah. and kind of makes it worth, worthwhile for us. So thank you for listening. Yes. And we really hope that this episode gives you a good laugh. If you are just, if you're driving in your car somewhere or if you're doing a workout or whatever, we just hope that this makes you smile and reminisce. Yes. (laughs) Very nostalgic. Okay. So with that in mind, why don't we kick us off? Mm -hmm. Our first talking point is what phases (laughs) did we go through? And like, we're thinking like books, movies, music, whatever. But Kaylee, do you want to kick us off? I mean... The first phase that I kind of think of is kind of like the whole book movie scenario that was going on in my formative teenage years. And it was like, I look back now and it was just like end of the world stuff going on. There was so many apocalyptic, sorry, post-apocalyptic texts coming out, movies and books and like, oh my God, Hunger Games, Divergent. Maze Runner, just all of the big ones. Absolutely. That's just what I think of. (laughs) Year seven, year six, year seven, year eight, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Now, me. (laughs) Even year nine, even year nine. Even now, literally, like, I still, like, (laughs) Hayley and I have plans to watch Divergent in a couple nights because we're just still obsessed with this stuff. 
It's so good. I remember on my Pinterest boards, I literally had like a Pinterest board for the book and then I had a separate one for, you know, Divergent and then Insurgent and then Allegiant, like for every single movie. (laughs) Okay, but what did you think about the ending, like Allegiant? I was fuming. So I am... I've mentioned this before, I think, in our book episode, but I'm always someone who reads the book before I watch the movie. I've always done it. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it, but my friend pretty much spoiled the ending of Allegiant for me unknowingly. And I was shook. I was, this is like the, the spoiler of the book. And I remember reading it and it was so devastating and then the movie, they said Allegiant Part 1. And I remember going to the movies with my friend to watch it, my friends, and we were, like, in the back of the cinema when Theo James came onto the screen. <laughs> like, we all started squealing. Um, and they, like, they changed the ending. And I then know. because it was such a low-budget movie, they couldn't make another one. And I was heartbroken. I don't know where it went wrong because the first one was really good and I thought that that one I had know. a high budget and it was popular. I don't know why it went so downhill. I'm... Oh, okay. I don't know if this is 100% accurate, but I'm pretty, pretty sure that they changed directors between the first and the second oh, one. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then I think what happened was because with that with Allegiant part one because it was so different to the book a lot of people didn't really like it like when you think about it you have a lot of book nerds and people (laughs) and this fandom who were expecting this you know amazing visual display of what they were reading and they completely just dismantled it and threw it out the window so such a stupid decision like why would you do that I know like at least the Hunger Games Games were pretty good in the fact that they Mm -hmm. They did a pretty good recreation of what happened in the book. Yeah, they did. Um, That's so true. And so they did so well. It's like, just do the same thing, you know? Like, such good actors in it. Like, such a good cast. I know. The cast was amazing. Like, Ansel Elgort. Yes. As, yeah. Caleb. Yeah. Like, and then, and then the fact, okay, and then the fact that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they then start together in the fault mask does. Oh my god, I still like I'm not over that. <laughs> I honestly I I'm pretty sure I still have the movie tickets somewhere in an old dream journal of when oh I went to gosh. the Fault Mouse Stars. I went with one of my friends. It was oh my god, it was I think my first M movie in the cinemas. <laughs> I was in year seven and I felt like such an adult in the movies with my friend watching this m-rated movie it was incredible what else what other movies were there or shows and stuff i mean this is like when i was really kind of like little but i used to watch the barbie movies like religious oh my god yeah yeah and there was one barbie movie um with the pegasus have you seen that one and it's the (gasps) person's name the barbie was annika which was the closest i ever got to having a character was it? Annika. Yes, it was spelt the same way but it was pronounced like Annika. No way. Yeah. I actually I had that movie on DVD and it was um oh my god. It was one of the three D movies where you could have yes. the glasses. Yes. Yes. But I lost the glasses. So I would literally watch this movie religiously, but the whole screen was like red and blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> But, I mean, those movies are so good. And, like, even... I, like, I want to do a rewatch now of some of those Barbie movies. Mm-hmm. My gosh. 
I mean, Princess and the Pauper, I think, was my yes. absolute, absolute favourite. I remember there's, like, the scene where she comes out onto the balcony yep. and yep. we had, like, these old... Oh, you, you'd probably know them if you saw them. You know, like, the little kid couches that fold out and turn into a bed? Yes. I don't know if you know those. Yeah, vaguely. We had those and, like, I have two brothers, so we had three of them and I, like, formed them into a little balcony outside of... <laughs> the doorway of my room and I'd go out and I'd like pretend that I was singing and oh my god so what cute. a life oh my gosh <laughs> that's so cute okay any others um, for you I mean I think I was probably in year eight when I got into Glee and I'm one of those people where like I don't half like a show if I like a show I love the show and I will watch it and I will you know I oh my god I probably got like wasted all my money on iTunes cards (laughs) to download so many songs from this TV show. I was obsessed. Do you remember the days when we used to have to buy iTunes gift cards and like plug in the stupid little code on the back (laughs) and as soon as and like you'd have to choose your songs so wisely because it's like oh my god I want this one but like I'm gonna have to listen to the same five songs for a month because I only have like $15 on this stupid iTunes redeemable card. Holy crap. Oh, my God. And the family were like, what do you want for your birthday? I know, and you'd just be like, and, like, the go-to gift for anyone was an iTunes card. Yes, because, like, I'm going to use this. And then you got, like, oh, my God, when you got a $50 iTunes card, you were like, all of the songs that I can get with this? Yes, yes. This is so random, but I was just thinking about, like, getting codes and stuff. Did you ever play with Webkins? No, what are those? You don't know what Webkins are? No, what? Oh, I think it's maybe an American thing, but they're like, so you buy these plush toys and then they come with a code and you go into the Webkin's like online site. It's like an online game and you plug in the code and then you become that character in the game. So there's like a Webkin's game. So you've got like that stuffed animal Webkin's and then you like play them virtually online. I feel like I, I remember that this was a thing, but I didn't know that that was what the name was. But that sounds so familiar to me. It literally was, like, my childhood. And that and, like, That's... The Littlest Pet Shop game, when that came. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe before our teenage years, but still. Yeah, this was probably, like, maybe nine or ten years old. Yeah. But I just thought of it with the, like, redeemable codes. Anyway. When I was little, I was a full-on complete Disney Channel child like I was obsessed with Hannah Montana my I'm like I'm yes and like I have pretty dark hair right so I'm little and I'm like oh my god the second my mum also told me it was illegal to dye your hair before you were 25 she like conned my hairdresser to believe this as well (laughs) so I was like when I'm 25 I'm gonna dye my hair blonde and I'm gonna get a fringe (laughs) just like Hannah Montana oh my gosh you just need the wig, because oh you're like Miley. You just need the wig. I used to tell myself that, and I was like, Miley's not good enough. I need to go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, oh, my God, High School Musical. Yes. I literally had yes. everything High School Musical. I had a High School Musical bedspread. I oh slept God. with my face next to Zac Efron every single night for, like, four years. Okay, so that's me with One Direction. I've got, like, two One Direction blankets <laughs> that I still use to this day. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I I used to like think back on this stuff and absolutely cringe and just try to like block it from my mind, but I'm so happy that I'm at an age where I'm like 
you know what? I can laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, you can it's, embrace it. It was funny. It's part yeah. of us, you know? Like, it's so true. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you remember? I don't know if you did this, but at my school, it was like you wore denim and you wore black. Like, Not those were the colors that you wore. We didn't really have very many casual days. Do you mean, like, at school, going, like, into a, like, casual uniform? No, I just mean, like, parties and stuff. Oh. Or just, like, if you were out on the weekends or anything. Like, you would always wear black denim and white. And, oh, my <laughs> God, the Adidas All-Stars. Those oh, yeah. Oh, my God, those shoes. Every single man and his dog had those on. <laughs> like, if you did not have those, like, what were you doing with your life? And, like, the green khaki jackets... I still remember there was like, what do you call it? A walkathon day or like a, I don't know, a retreat day where you could wear mufti. And there was probably like 70 girls in the grade who rocked up with like these khaki jackets on. And so like, I just felt like I had to fit in and I just had to do what everyone else was doing. And it took me a really long time to realize that I was just making myself like not happy, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot easier to do that, right? Like, it's so much easier to just fit in. It takes a lot of self-confidence, which we will get to Mm -hmm. in the next episode, to not just follow that trend, you know? Like, it's Mm -hmm. hard. Isn't that? It's so crazy when you get to a turning point and you're like, no one actually cares. It's just you Mm -hmm. that cares. And I think it's like when you can learn that and realize that, it's like, oh, okay, all right, let's just get on with life then, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I like... As soon as I kind of started to realize that, I just feel like there's so much baggage that just comes off me because I'm like, no one cares. And like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this episode of Shit's Creek, which I know I bring up to you all the time and you haven't watched it, but... <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> there's this episode where David is going for his driving test and Alexis, mm-hmm. his sister, is like, stop stressing so much about it. Like, no one cares, David. And like, she's like, no one cares, David. Because the thing <laughs> is, is like, he's so stressed that like, if he fails, what are people going to think? And like, what's the yeah. driving instructor going to think? And like, Alexis is like, literally no one cares. And it's mm-hmm. true. And like, it's such a funny moment. But I mean, it speaks to real life as well, right? Like, no one actually cares about what you do. Yeah. Besides from <laughs> yourself. <laughs> and like, you're close and immediate. Yeah, yeah, but who you know? But even still, it's like, so they may care about you and like what you do to an extent, but it's not like they're gonna like Mm -hmm. necessarily be like judging you for whatever you decide to do. You know, that's true. So go for it because they don't actually really care if you decide to like go and do debating. Like you know, as long as you're doing what you like and what makes you happy, then you know that's what you gotta do. And I mean, I did public speaking and debating literally every single year in high school. Like my team were amazing for debating like we won quite a few grand finals we were like I love those guys so much and I loved public speaking and debating and I would go back and do all of those Friday nights again if I could because I loved them so much but I felt so self-conscious at assemblies like when they brought it up and they were like you know giving us awards and stuff I was like "Mm," like I don't really want to like promote to other people that I do this because it was kind of like just the stigma in my Mm -hmm. head which is so wrong and that's why I regret how I thought back then yeah not what I did but my mentality um because I was like you know what now I would do it over again if I could Mm -hmm. and I would you know celebrate it and not be so embarrassed and shy about it yeah but like back then I was so self-conscious about people knowing Mm -hmm. would that be one of your biggest learnings then do you think? Yeah, yeah. I 
yeah, just to, like, not overthink it so much. Like, just, you know, stop overthinking everything and just be yourself. Stop worrying about what other people think of you and just be yourself. Yeah, 100%. And I think... What about you? I think mine probably, and I'm still learning this, um, because we're never finished learning, no matter how old we get. Very true. But I think one of my biggest things is just to try anyways even if you fail Mm -hmm. at least you've tried it um yeah I think yeah stop caring what everyone else thinks about you and tied in with that is this idea of like who cares if you fail and who cares if people watch you f up or whatever you know just do Mm -hmm. it anyway because then at least you can say you've done it and if you like it Mm -hmm. then you can try it again and again and again until you can do well at it Mm -hmm. that's so true yeah and like sometimes it's it's failing is a hard word I still remember when I was in you know going through HSC and we had this massive year meeting in our theater and um our teachers did like a poll and it was what is your greatest fear about the HSC and it was something like 60 or 70 percent of people said failure and they literally turned to us and they were like you do realize that you will not fail like Mm what is failure? You are like, what is failure? You're not going to fail. You're going to do the best that you can. You might not get the mark that you want. That doesn't mean that you've failed. Like you've still succeeded. Yeah. And so I always think back to that because they were like, it's so interesting that so many people are afraid of this, but what is failure to you? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you define it as? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And like, that's, as I was saying, like, it's such a construct in people. And I think this idea of failure changes for everyone as well. Like, people have different, mm-hmm. you know, like, an 80% would be like, oh, I've kind of really done badly at this. Whereas for someone yeah. else, that's, like, the best mark they could ever achieve. So it comes back to, I guess, like, how do you personally judge yourself and judge your achievements, mm-hmm. I think. That's mm-hmm. where failure comes out of. And, like, I've said this to you before, in high school, I was so focused on getting, like, the top mark. Like, Mm -hmm. that was my goal in all of my assignments. And, like, if I lost one mark, I was like, oh, my God, what did I lose it on? Now I'm in uni. I'm like, did I pass? Did I pass? I passed. The mindset changes a lot, hey. (laughs) It changes so much. Like, my high school self would be like, you just want to pass? And now I'm like, yeah, if I pass, I'm I'm a happy champer because I don't. I don't need to get a hundred percent in everything that that isn't fulfilling to me Mm -hmm. it's just doing my best is what I get fulfillment from and it's just the mindset yes I totally agree a hundred percent um is there anything else any other learnings that you have in mind um I think um I think this is kind of one of ours that are kind of the same but one of them is like being kind to yourself um, yeah. which is a journey again that I'm still going on and that we're all still going on I think mm-hmm. um, but finding out how to be kind to yourself and how to love yourself um, mm-hmm. is something like it totally gets tested during high school when you've got a lot of Absolutely. like external opinions and like you're around the same people every day so it's you know they're kind of seeing your progress at the same time as you kind of are doing yeah. that which can be hard yeah. to kind of have that like reflection back at you um, mm-hmm but I think, yeah, I think I think one of the biggest learnings is, like, actually shifting my mindset around, again, this idea of it's not failure, it's the fact that you tried your best. And, like, I, used, I, mm-hmm. I eventually stopped measuring my success 
based on the output or like the outcome mm-hmm. but more so the effort that I put into it so I'd be like That's good. yeah and it's still like again something that needs to continue to shift but being like yeah. I'm gonna judge my success based on like did I try my hardest and did I put in mm-hmm. everything that I could like did I give every energy to this product project that I could and if that's a yes then that's a success in my eyes no matter what mm-hmm. mark I get at the end of it And I mean, I definitely saw the shift, like I said, I did public speaking all throughout high school. And when I was in year seven, I still remember, I think I made it to like the second round, maybe the first. And when I didn't get through, I was devastated. Mm. And I like waited till I got in the car and then I like cried. And I was like, I'm just like, I'm just not good enough, you know? And then every single year, my mindset changed. And in that last year, I did not want to do it. I was like, mm. I have so many other things. I have a part-time job. I don't have time for this. Yeah. And my mum was like, you've literally done it every single year. Like, just do it. Just finish it. Mm. And so for me, it was like, you know what? I'm doing this for myself. This speech is for myself. It's not about anyone else. It's not about, you know, winning. I'm using this as an opportunity just to say like I've done it you know I've finished it I've achieved my goal and I was using it as an opportunity just to connect with people and I'm so happy that I went in with the mentality like that Mm -hmm. because for me it wasn't about winning it wasn't about you know beating everyone or like getting you know an award it was about self-fulfillment yes and I think that you know, if you're in year seven and you're, you know, struggling to find your identity or you don't know what, you know, is happening in a friendship group, you're struggling with work, you're struggling with classwork, with assignments, it gets better. Yeah. You learn more, mm-hmm. you progress. And I think everyone can kind of look back and I think feel as though they finished high school better than when they started. Yes. And I think that that's the important thing. Yes, 100%. I agree. Okay, well, we've come to the end of the podcast, which means that we have to talk about our song of the week. What's yours? Okay, mine is um, Me and Mr. Jones by Amy Winehouse. Oh, power voice. I know. I actually love Amy Winehouse. Like, I love jazz style music. Um, mm-hmm. It's so sad that she died. Like, I think she just would have been, like, just continue to create these, like, amazing tunes. I love her. So that's my song. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is called June by Brinston Maroney. And I don't know. It's it's kind of has, like, its own little jazz twist to it as well. Maybe we're, like, having a theme this Yeah, it's week, like a jazz but, theme. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, but it's a it's a really cool and chill song, and it's just very like tearing at the heartstrings. It's very good. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, um, okay, and the sustainability tip or product strategy is mm-hmm. is a herb or veggie garden. Yes, Kaylee and I. Do you have one? Yeah, I was about to say Kaylee and I both have one going. Um, mm-hmm. mine. Okay, here's the thing. Mine needs a little bit of TLC at the moment. <laughs> It's at the side of my house, and it doesn't actually get as much sun as we thought that it would get. So it's okay. not really going at the moment. But oh. we do have little, like, pots of, like, herbs and stuff that are, like, in a better position. But we have, like, these big rectangular ones at the side of the house, which would be amazing if we could get going. 
Um, <laughs> which is going to need a weekend during lockdown. It's probably the perfect time to yes. do Yes. It's going to need yes. a weekend to fix. But no, they're, they're so good. Um, even just like if you need a little salad topping or anything mm-hmm. like and it's just kind of like nice to do something as well like kind of reconnect with nature as well I love it yeah I think when I first started to do it I was just getting overly excited about seeing the seeds actually yes. turn into something it's it's so good and it makes you feel really fulfilled it's like oh my god I'm I'm growing something like this turned this started off as nothing and I've just made it into this you know something that I can actually use um and you're right like you don't realize how helpful it is until you're like, oh my gosh, I need coriander. Yeah. And then it's like, hang on a minute, let me just go out the back and just, you know, there's already some there. Did you ever do those Woolworths um, ones? The, like they used to give you little oh. pots with seeds. Yes, and they all died in like <laughs> a week. I was devastated. As soon as I transferred mine to a bigger pot, they all died. Oh no. I think it's my <laughs> fault though. <laughs> like, nothing against the Woolworth seeds. Um, no, but like, I mean, and obviously at the end of the day, it's a lot more sustainable. Obviously when you go to the supermarket and you buy vegetables more times than not, they come in some sort of packaging, especially herbs, Mm -hmm. um, which is really sad and sucks. So if you can, you know, grow your own, not only does it save you money in the long run and give you a little passion Mm -hmm. project, but can also help to save things like the amount of transport emissions that are needed, the plastic that's needed, everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I mean, it doesn't have to be huge, which is something that I've learned. Like you can literally get some nice little pots, sit them yeah. on your back veranda. At least that's what I've done. My mom for Christmas actually got me one of those. Um, it's like the wooden ladders with the boxes instead <gasps> oh, of steps. Yes. Oh, that's so cute. I'm obsessed. I love it so much. And like, that's what they sit in and it just sits against the wall. It takes up no space at all. Um, and I mean, they, you actually are surprised by how quickly they grow and you know how how grand the actual um the herbs are yes i know it's amazing i love it (laughs) well thank you guys for listening this week we hope that you had lots of fun you hopefully had some laughs and can hopefully relate to some of the things that we said (laughs) bye lovers